Good morning, Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. What up, what up, what up? What's going on? It's another edition of AWOD Weekend Radio. Here with you live and local on a Saturday morning, Saturday, December 11th. My name is Adam Epstein. You can get in touch with me and the show throughout uh, the entirety of the show on social media at AWOD Radio, A-W-A-D-D-R-A-D-I-O, and I... We'll take your tweets. I'll read your tweets on air. If they pass my test, they got to be a good tweet. But uh, also, we have a follow-back rule here on Twitter at 106.7 The Fan with Adam Epstein. At AWOD Radio, I will follow you back. I'm on a quest for 10K followers before the end of the New Year's. So we've got a big show today up until 10 a.m. Three big guests. we got the Wizards talk with my guy Chase Hughes at 8.30 a.m. Washington football team talk with the host of the Washington football team podcast, Pete Haley, at 9 a.m., and Mark Schofield to go around the NFL at 9.30 a.m. And so there's a lot of topics that I want to get to. Basically, this is Dallas hate week, in my opinion. Like, every single year, no matter what the records are, this is the week where I play all the Chris Paul songs that we all listened to growing up here uh, in the DMV when you went to tailgates with your friends. I hate Dallas, Dallas, I hate and all those uh, good ones there. And so th- my whole life, this rivalry has been so important to me. Um, I-, I don't know what it is about it, but it's just I grew up hating Terrell Owens, hating Tony Romo. You know, it was like I was taught to hate Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys, and I absolutely do, and I always will. I, I just hate the star on the helmet. Like, you're-, you're not the star. In my lifetime, you've never even won a championship. Neither has my team, but... That's beyond the point. Uh, So we'll get into the Dallas-Washington rivalry uh, and talk about how important this game is here. I think the winner of this game ends up winning the NFC East. I think with the momentum of Washington right now, if they're able to knock off Dallas, you cut it to just a one-game lead, and then boom, you beat them again in in, in two weeks, and there you're tied for the division, you end up stealing it. Uh, Or if you're Dallas and if you squeak out a victory, this Sunday, it seems like uh, your lead now is too big for anybody to catch you. Maybe the Eagles, I guess, would have a chance because they still uh, have a chance to play them. And then I want to get into how long until we hand Taylor Heineke the keys to the franchise. Because I'm I'm honestly one person here that is willing to say, I came on the radio and said, Taylor Heineke is losing us games. And I still believe that. But I also can take a step back and be like, wow. What we're what 12, 13, 14 games into the season now, you can see real progression. You can see a real hey, this guy's working hard in practice and he's making adjustments, and we're seeing those adjustments on the field. He's been tremendous since the bye week. And so, how long till we hand him the keys to the franchise? I'll get into that later, but I would say another playoff berth, and that's our starting quarterback for the next three years here in Washington, D.C. I'll give you my keys to victory and X-Factors for Sundays as well. The Washington Wizards bounce back. Kyle Kuzma hits a game winner. They're in action tonight. There's a lot of NBA action today as well. I'll give you uh, the best games on Sunday and my best bets there as I'm a big gambling man now that I work on uh, the BetQL network. My non-sports segment, Hawkeye, is out. I've been all over that on Disney+. Plus. Uh, We'll get into that with my producer, Donald, see if he's been watching that as well. So calls throughout the show, 1-800-636-1067. But I like to get things started by talking about today in sports. What can you watch? If you're a huge 
uh, soccer fan like myself, there are four good matches uh, today. There's one going on right now, and that is 0-0, just our Man City Wolverton Hampton. Uh, Wolverhampton Wolves, Arsenal versus Southampton at 10 a.m. Chelsea against Leeds at 10 a.m. Chelsea needs a bounce-back victory. They've been up and down. American Christian Pulisic has worked his way back into the lineup. I expect him to get the start today. Liverpool, Aston Villa at 10 a.m. And then at 12.30, Norwich versus Man United. Uh, Bundesliga action, RB Leipzig and uh, they had an American coach. He lost his job, but they still have American Tyler Adams. So uh, if you're looking for a U.S. men's national team guy to follow, you can check out Leipzig at 9.30 a.m. against Borussia Mönchengladbach. And then the MLS playoffs continue at 3 p.m. with Portland against New York City FC. Over in college football, a big one from MetLife Stadium at 3 p.m. It's Army versus Navy. The rivalry continues in the NHL. The Caps lost to the Penguins last night, 4-2, but they are back in action tonight, 7 p.m. versus the Buffalo Sabres, 16-5-6 uh, and six on the season. Alex Ovechkin ages like fine wine, uh, 20 goals, 23 assists on the season so far. So I mentioned there was a lot of NBA action uh, at Crypto.com Arena, which is killing me to say. I used to love saying Staples Center. At 3.30 p.m., you get Magic Clippers. Kings, Cavs at 8 tonight. Bulls, Heat, that's a great one. Uh, two teams really battling for the top of the Eastern Conference there. Uh, the Bulls surprising everyone this year, but uh, I'm really not surprised be at the fact that DeMar DeRozan is working out well for them because uh, he's just a gamer. Uh, so many great seasons in Toronto, and then he kind of disappeared with the Spurs. He's back in action with the Bulls. They play the Heat tonight at 8 p.m. Rockets, Grizzlies tonight at 8 p.m. Warriors, Sixers, that sounds like a good one. 8.30 tonight from the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. Nuggets Spurs at 8.30 p.m. The Nuggets really got to get going this season. They're just 12-13. and 13. They have been the most injured team in the NBA. And then our Washington Wizards at 15-11, 8-3 home. They are at home today before they go on a big five-game road trip, and they host the Utah Jazz, a tough battle. Donovan Mitchell, their star shooting guard, 24.6 points per game, four rebounds, five assists. He can get hot quickly. He can score 12 to 15 points in one quarter and completely change a game. Washington is going to need a big game from Bradley Beal, who had a couple turnovers late in last game, and uh, he had a great quote. And he said, we got to start, we got to stop turning the ball over late in games. And uh, do you know the exact quote he said, Donald? But it was something like, and including my damn self. Uh, is how he kind of put it. Well, I, I didn't see the quote, but I like that he's, you know, being a leader and trying to take accountability and step up. Yeah, accountability is uh, really important. And uh, he knew, and everyone on social media knew. He was turning the ball over twice in the late uh, late in the game there, and he, uh, he dribbled it off his foot. He was trying too much. Uh, and that's why I liked how at the end of the game, when there was not in regulation, the regulation, he botched that. In overtime, though, they had a chance to win it, and they went to Bradley Beal, and he immediately threw it to Gafford, who kicked it back out. They swung it to Kyle Kuzma in the corner, who hit a cold-blooded three uh, for the victory. Uh, and he's been great so far this season for Washington. So I'll give you a little preview of that later on in the show, 7 p.m. Wizards against the Jazz. And uh, if you missed it, I went on Grant and Danny yesterday during the Beltway Blitz and talked about the Washington Wizards. And my biggest takeaway from... 
Like I love ha- them having me on. Uh, but in my, in my prep for that, I was talking about and looking ahead towards the rest of the December schedule. It is so tough to get to the end of December at 500 would be lovely. I mean, they've got a five-game road trip, and then even when they come home, it's like Brooklyn and the Miami Heat, two teams at the top of the Eastern Conference, two teams we've already struggled with. Uh, Washington right now in a bit of a up-and-down streak. They got the win the other day, but that was after uh, two consecutive losses. And so we're at the point of the season now where West Sunsell Jr. has got to try out new rotations. He's got to try to uh, get other guys into the action. Everyone keeps saying the Wizards lack a true point guard. Uh, well, Spencer Dinwiddie is a combo guard, and he was kind of brought in here to do that. I mean, we want him to score a- as well as facilitate, uh, but with all that being said, maybe they're looking for- to get a guy like Howell Neto more playing time. I know everyone's going to hate it probably, but Scott Brooks loved that three-guard lineup last year with Neto, Westbrook, and Beal, so maybe they'd try that again uh, with Neto, Dinwiddie, and Beal. Uh, but We'll, we'll get into that later on in the show. Of course, the theme of the day, though, is I hate Dallas. I hate the Dallas Cowboys. And I want to hear from you guys out there listening, 1-800-636-1067. What does this rivalry mean to you? Is it a rivalry that's dead in your household? Is it a rivalry that ever, your, your dad just says, oh, you know, this was great back in my old days? Or is this rivalry still there? You know, as, uh, as a kid who's a millennial, I'm 28 years old, We've ne- we haven't had a match like this with so much on the line in a while. We've had, I mean, of course, you go back to 2012, uh, I believe the last game of the season, we needed to beat Dallas to get into the playoffs, but they weren't a good team back then. And then they've had years with Tony Romo where they needed to beat us to get into the playoffs, but we were a bad team back then. Now we're at a crossroads here where Washington might be one of the hottest teams in the league, and Dallas still sitting at near the top of the standings because of their hot start to the season. You know, this is a great mix right here uh, of this matchup here, Washington to Dallas, and I think it's really going to decide the fate of the outcome for the season for both these teams. I mean, you could see Dallas losing this game, and this kind of puts them into a skid that takes them into a wild card position, and then they're knocked out in the first round of the playoffs, um, and that could really change uh, the outlook of Dallas moving forward for the next few years. I mean, I'm I'm one of those guys that I'm a minority that would say I've never liked Dak Prescott. And over the last few weeks, I'm kind of seeing the reasons why I've never been a full fan of his. I feel like he's great uh, on some games, and then he gets cold. And he the biggest thing for me is that Dak Prescott misses a lot of easy passes, a lot of easy passes to the tight end or to the running back that you just can't miss as an NFL quarterback. And then he'll make the incredible pass or he'll break off a 30-yard run where he's stiff-arming people. Uh, but he's been so, uh, too up and down for me. And then with Taylor Heineke, he's just got to stick to the script, which is let let the running game take over, run when you can, and when it's third and short, just move the sticks. Just move the sticks, baby. That's been the plan for Washington, and uh, they've been hot recently. So we'll get into that. I'll give you my keys to victory. Washington against Dallas, Sunday, 1 p.m. Uh, let's take some phone calls. 1-800-636-1067. This is AWOD Weekend Radio. I'm Adam Epstein at AWOD Radio on social media. We got Chase Hughes, 830. Pete Haley, 9 p.m. Mark Schofield, 930. But your phone calls and the Washington-Dallas rivalry next here on DC Sports Radio.
106.7 The Fan. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to 106.7 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Weekend Radio. And I am fired up here on a Saturday morning. Why is that? Because I'm looking forward to Washington versus Dallas Sunday, 1 p.m. Growing up, I hated the Dallas Cowboys so much. It just meant so much to me to beat them because going to, uh, so I went to South County Secondary School uh, in Lorton, Virginia, and there were a ton of Cowboys fans there. Don't ask me why, but it felt like uh, that was the big thing, was go, being able to talk trash when you got back uh, to school the next day, you know, in between classes at the lockers, and just being able to say, hey, the Washington football team de- defeated Dallas didn't always happen, <laughs> uh, but when it did, it felt great. So what are the keys to victory here? Well, so first off, here's what I think is that if this game ends up being a high-scoring shootout, it really favors Dallas. I mean, if this game is in the 50s to 60s, I think it favors Dallas. I think that's where Dallas could win in a shootout. Dallas could win if it comes down to the final possession of the game, needing a touchdown or a field goal. If this is a running game and a possession battle, a defensive battle, and it's, let's say, uh, 17-14 going into the fourth quarter, I would say that more favors Washington. So if it's a low-scoring game and it's where each team, every possession really matters, that's where Washington can take advantage of one of those long drives that they've done uh, in the past four weeks that's been a big part of the four-game win streak. What we cannot get into is a shootout where Dallas is going deep and they're connecting. Dak Prescott's going to take these deep shots. Mari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb in the slot. He's the biggest slot receiver in the game. It's so hard. Uh, to bring him down. That's why he's been so successful uh, in his young career. Um, so Dallas is going to take their shots downfield. We cannot let them connect. Uh, it almost lost us the end of that Vegas game uh, when they had Zay Jones deep, and we kind of passed interference, got away with uh, the no call there on Bobby McCain. Those are the kind of plays that are going to decide the outcome of this game. Can't let Dallas connect on a deep shot. Uh, Ron Rivera was on the Sports Junkies, the Junks, this week, as he is every week. And I uh, want you guys to hear about him talking to the Junks about stopping the Cowboys' uh, offense. Well, the big thing is, again, a lot of stuff that we did last week is going to carry over. You know, first of all, you, you can't allow explosive plays to become touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? You've got to keep it in front of you. You've got to get them down quickly. You've got you to be physical with their playmakers. And, and again, you, you have to understand the guy's going to catch the ball. There can't be a lot of run after catch. There has to be instant contact, get him down to the ground. So we as, as defenders underneath players have to understand we have to connect. We have to connect. We have to connect. Um, the running game cannot get – we cannot allow it to get started because then, again, when they have that 50-50 option or what are they going to do, now you play a little hesitant. We can shut the run game down early, make them one-dimensional. It gives us an opportunity to get after the passer. That sounds like a great uh, game plan, Ron. Let's see if we can uh, get it into full effect on Sunday. He's right, because when I look back at that Saints game, the Saints were in it until that long 50-yard run by Tony Pollard, uh, where they should have had him in the backfield, uh, and he just busted through the line, and uh, you couldn't couldn't stop him. I mean, uh, the defender took a bad angle, but that big play uh, totally turned around the game for Dallas against the Saints. Uh, and then C.D. Lamb... He, that's the kind of guy I look at when Ron Rivera is saying you have to 
tackle him as soon as he catches it because that's so important. Yards after catch is how you win games in the NFL, and CeeDee Lamb has been so good at making a move real quick as soon as he catches it in the slot and beating the first man or making a tough catch across the middle with the contact and, and getting the first down. As soon as they catch it, tackle them behind the sticks. That's been a big part of this win streak. A lot of these third downs, third and 11, you feel like, wow, we're in a great position. They're throwing it five yards. Well, earlier in the season, they were stretching that five yards into 10 to 15 yards and getting the first down. Now we're seeing Jamin Davis fly to the sideline. Uh, Landon Collins, when he was healthy, was making a lot of these plays where uh, Cam Curl has made them and, and won a game on it earlier when he stopped McCaffrey. As soon as the, guy, the, uh, the offensive guy makes a catch, you got to get him down right where he catches it. Can't let him get yards after catch. All right, 1-800-636-1067, 1-800-636-1067. Let's hear what the AWOT Army thinks of Washington versus Dallas. Sunday, 1 p.m. Let's go to Ba in Mo- Montgomery County. What's up, Ba? What's going on, A-Rod? Hey, man. Hey, I, I appreciate you calling in. I heard you're fired up for this rivalry. Man, A-Rod, I can't even tell you, man. I'm, I'm so fired up. I can't even I, – I don't know where to start. First of all, I, I got a problem with you because I heard you going to the EPL and you saying Aston Villa. We're not La Liga. That's Aston Villa. <laughs> My Liverpool is playing Aston Villa. <laughs> hey, as a soccer fan, you're right. I should know that. Good call. Man, and <laughs> on the top of that, you know, Mane is from, I'm originally from Senegal. Yeah. Uh, Mane is from Senegal. So, you know, that's the pride of my country. Coming to the race games now, let me get back to this thing. I think the defense got to set the tone. Yeah. There is no way around. As long the defense is maintaining what they're doing, we got the crowd, like you saying, take them down. I think this thing going to be a bottle to the end. But I believe we're gonna take this thing here, right? There is no way around. And by the way, you gotta you you gotta trust in Heineke. Heineke is a dream come true. He beat Tom Brady, he beat Russell, he beat all the big ones. The next one gonna be that. I can wait for one o'clock, hey, right? Yeah. Well, I'm here's a, my here's Heineke. my thing, and I, I want to get your take on this. Is with Taylor Heineke, he's just got to keep the momentum going. He can't have any more bad games. You know, he can have an average game, but we just can't have him turning the ball over uh, and, and costing us. What would you say are your keys to victory on Sunday against Dallas? Man, what I see coming up is, well, uh, like I say, the defense has got to start it. Like you say, if the defense is playing what they're doing and Heineke is not going over the board, I don't think so. Because I think it's all about the play calling. As long Gibson can uh, get 100, 150, the Cowboys don't have no running game. So that's going to be throwing all over the place. So I think we're going to have a fist because that's the whole thing. Uh, they're running back here in the same. Parler is out. I believe we can shut down the running game. And if uh, that's going to be throwing 400 uh, yards, let's go. We got this thing, man. We got this thing. I'm going to let the Army come through. <laughs> all right, man. Appreciate the call. That's the kind of callers I need with passion and energy. Uh, we've got a huge game on Sunday. The rivalry continues. You know, in the in the 70s and 80s is where this rivalry really got started. In the 90s, it was they were playing for blood. They were playing for playoff berths. Now it's been 20 years. Uh, Cowboys haven't won it since 95, Washington 91 season. It's time to turn it around. Make the NFC lease, the NFC beast again, uh, and we can get that going with this uh, renewed rivalry is what I'm going to call it, of uh, Dallas against Washington, where it's a, a late-season game where it matters for both teams. And the second matchup in this rivalry will be December 26th, a Sunday night game, the day after Christmas. 
Uh, we'll see how much is on the line then uh, by who wins this matchup and how the teams play in the next few weeks. Uh, but as my caller said, I totally agree. The defense has to come to play here for Washington. We have to try to get off the field. And I think a big part of this game is going to come out to who scores first. And maybe that's just a simple thing. Uh, who scores first? And we've seen Washington during this win streak. They were able to uh, come back in a few of the games. Uh, the the, Raider, uh, the Raiders scored first last week, and we were able to turn things around. But in my opinion, Washington's offense is so much smoother when they have a lead. So if we can get off to even a small lead as a 3 nothing lead, I think it gives us the momentum uh, to make the play calls that are going to win this game, which is run it down their throats and then play action and have guys running uh, wide open in the secondary. Yeah, and also like Bob was saying, I, I agree with him that if our defense can step up against Dallas, I, they don't have a run game right now, so they will be looking to throw a lot. So that gives an opportunity for our defense to make some plays too. So as important as it is for us to get off the field, like you said, I think we can also make some some things happen on the field while we're there too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think w with their passing game, it's going to be how much time does Dak Prescott have? You know, when you're able to get to him quick, that's when he struggles. When he has all day in the pocket, he's able to scramble around, he can run it. I mean, I have a feeling he's going to run probably for 30 yards on us. Like, if you're looking at the rushing prop uh, for Dak Prescott, absolutely take it. Uh, the over on that one. I think he's going to escape the pocket a few times and take off with his feet. What he can't, what we can't let him do is take off for twenty or thirty yards. You know, if he gets the first down, fine. Uh, but put a hit on him, make him feel it. You know, I think that's going to be huge. And then, like like I said, they're going to. Here's the thing: they don't have a great running game, but they're going to try to run the ball. They're going to try to establish the run early because they know that's the key to stopping Washington. You got to be able to keep your offense on the field. How do you keep your offense on the field by running the ball successfully on first down? I, now I know they will take shots. Mike McCarthy likes to sh take shots. Uh, Dak Prescott likes to take shots. They're going to do these play action deep shots. Uh, you know, rollouts with Dak Prescott where they have a tight end across the middle. That's fine. But what we can't let them do is establish the run first because then you're putting another guy in the box. And that's when those play-action shots will really kill us. Uh, let's take some more phone calls. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. Washington, Dallas. It continues. The rivalry continues Sunday, 1 p.m. I am so looking forward to this. Man, I mean, like, when we talked about earlier this season, hey, we were going to get five games in a row against the division, I might have overlooked the fact that the first game was Dallas. Like, that's like... I can already taste the blood in my mouth. You know, like we are biting into the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to destroy their season on Sunday with a big victory. Uh, I think people are forgetting that even though Washington was bad last year, seven and nine, two games against Dallas, we smoked them. One by double digits in both games. Adam Epstein here on 106.7 The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. 